Good morning, everybody. Everybody doing well? I'm so grateful that you're here this morning. Hey, uh, you already know, be sure and come tonight. We're going to have a great time uh, from 6 to 8, and uh, there's going to be great food and fellowship, and so come get something to eat. Even if you don't have small children, it's not just for small kids, so be a part of that. I've got one thing I need to tell you about <clears throat> before I preach this morning. Uh, I'm a part of uh, the Tulia United Community Fund. What is that? Well, it's like the United Way for Tulia. And uh, what they do is they raise money throughout the year to help all the nonprofit organizations in town. And that can be the Boy Scouts, it can be the Girl Scouts, it can be the Snack Pack Program, which feeds kids that uh, don't always have food. Uh, it's the Crisis Center, <clears throat> which is an organization to help families that are in crisis. And there's a safe house involved in that for ladies that have abusive relationships. And a lot of good things happen with that. Okay, this Thursday, I'm going to be arrested uh, as part of that program, <clears throat> along with some other people. Don't be so happy. Okay, y'all are smiling. And uh, what it is, it's a fundraiser. Uh, and so here's what I need you to do. You have a part to play in this. <clears throat> okay, quit laughing. All right. Thursday, uh, that's going to happen to me. So what I need you to do on the way out the door at the red desk is stop and make a donation to the Tui United Community Fund. Then that money goes toward my credit to get me out of jail. Okay, so if you want me here next Sunday, okay, if you want me here next Sunday, now some of you may not want me here next Sunday, okay, but if you want me here next Sunday, uh, I w if you would please stop and help, and, and so it's a great cause, and all the money goes to help uh, families and things going on in this community, and uh, they, uh, so that's going to happen Thursday afternoon with some other fine folks in this community, and uh, so that makes me a fine folk, doesn't it? So, so don't be happy I'm, your pastor's going to jail. Some of y'all are smiling too much. Okay. All right. So that's going on. Uh, We're going to continue our series this morning on what's inside. I have so enjoyed teaching this. And uh, what we've done, I, I love this type of material. Uh, we've been talking about your temperament. We've been talking about your personality style. And just like a, a dog would have a temperament or maybe a horse would have a temperament, uh, God has given each of us a temperament. He's given each of us a personality style. And you don't decide what your temperament is what you do is you discover it. And each one of us have God-given abilities and talents. I believe that with all of my heart. Every one of you in this room are unique. Every one of you are individual. Every one of you were created by God. There's not an accident in the room. Amen. And God's given each one of you gifts, talents, and abilities. And sometimes we can have some of the same gifts. Now, we can have some of the same uh, things in our life, but then they can also be different. And so I just want, we've been talking about that. And so uh, we've, looked at the, the, we've looked at two of them, and uh, we're going to look at the next one this morning. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to read you some scripture this morning. I'm going to look at Psalms 139, verse 13. <clears throat> I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, and then I'm going to read to you out of 1 Peter chapter 3. Listen to what it says. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. I will show you two things. Verse 14 says that you are wonderfully complex. Now, let me explain something to you. Again, I love this teaching, and I love talking about personality styles and understanding who we are. But we are much more complex than that. 
Okay, gentlemen, those of you that have wives, don't be foolhardy enough to think, oh, I understand my wife now because I know her personality style, or I understand my wife because I know her love language, because she's way more complicated than that. The last thing created in creation was woman, okay? Now, God saved the best for last. Amen, ladies? Right? Yeah, that was a bad amen. God, look, God saved the best for last. Right, ladies? Amen. Thank y'all. Man, come on. Okay, so... Uh, women, and men too, but women are complicated. And if you ever want to know uh, about a woman, don't ever ask a man. That's the dumbest thing you can ever do, okay? Okay, so guys, don't, don't go ask your friends about women. They don't know anything about women, okay? Who you want to talk to is God because he created her. Well, the verse says that we're complex, all right, men are complex, women are complex. So I don't want to oversimplify this, but it just helps us to understand each other a little better. Then the next thing it says is that we're the marvelous workmanship of God. I love that verse. You and I are the marvelous workmanship of God. All right, when you, you and I, now woman is the pinnacle of creation, and, and right there under that is men, okay? Uh, God created you with a plan. God created you with a purpose, one of the things that's going to happen for all of eternity in heaven is we're going to spend eternity with God. Uh, as I was worshiping this morning, and this was on my heart, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Lord, set up your kingdom. Lord, make everything right. A lot of times when we sing songs, you know, and it says the whole earth will praise him, and you can think, well, that, that isn't happening. The whole earth isn't praising God. Well, the whole earth isn't praising God right now because everything's not restored. But there's going to be a day when everything's going to be made right, and every single one of us on the earth are going to worship and give praise to God. We're marvelously, wonderfully made. And so I want you to know that. Let me read you one more verse. It's 1 Peter 3, 7. I read it last week. Just a reminder that this is in the context of marriage. It says, likewise, you husbands, dwell with them, your wife, according to knowledge. Give honor unto your wife as unto the weaker vessel. Now, it doesn't say she's the weaker vessel. It says, treat her like she's the weaker vessel. Now, what does that mean, Pastor? Well, it means to treat your wife with dignity and respect and with value, Okay. Uh, what, whatever, you know, a lot of times, you know, you can have something in your life, you know, maybe you've got a collectible car or a special pocket knife or something like that, something that has value. Okay. All right. And what that saying is, is you're supposed to treat your wife like she's the most valuable, precious, wonderful thing that you have. Okay. And that's what it's saying. All right. The next thing it says is as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers not be hindered. Uh, I don't have to tell you, if things aren't going good at home, one of the first things that it can affect is your prayer life. So you want to get along so that you can have a good prayer life. But back at the beginning, it says that we're supposed to dwell together in knowledge. Now listen, I'm amazed at how we can be married five years, 10 years, 20 years. I'm amazed how we can have children who are young or maybe they're grown and they're married. And we do so little to learn about each other. I'm amazed at how... We won't read books on marriage. We won't read books on child training. We don't grow. Uh, we spend all of our times just kind of coasting and just kind of going along. And what this scripture says is, is the more we know about each other, the more we understand each other, the better it will be. Gentlemen, the more you know about your wife, her favorite color, her favorite perfume, uh, her clothing size, uh, the better it is for you. G ladies, the more you know about your husband, the better it is for you. Same with your children. As you learn what your children like and what they don't like, the better it is for you. So out of that is the four personality styles. And I've got the four items, the four items. They're not items, they're animals, right? The, the first one was the powerful line. What's the powerful line doing? They're doing. They're doing, they're going, they're leading, they're directing, and they're bossing. Then we looked at the uh, popular otter, and the popular otter is looking for the party. 
Uh, they want everything to go their way, and they like hanging out together. And then we're going to talk this morning about the peaceful golden retriever. What's the golden retriever? They just want everybody to get along and everybody to be happy. And then the last one is the perfect beaver. And the beaver's the perfectionist. They're always thinking. They're always analyzing. And they want everything to be done just right. We've taken time and looked at each one of these and talked about them. This morning, the third one that we're going to do is the peaceful golden retriever. All right, that's exactly what the golden retriever represents. Think how loyal a golden retriever is. Think how loyal any dog can be. It doesn't matter what the breed is. Pets can be very loyal, right? I mean, you know, when you've had a hard day at work and you get home from work and you have a pet in the house and they're all happy and their tongues are hanging out and they're, they're jumping and they're excited and they're happy to see you. I mean, sadly, you can even be mean to a pet or mistreat a pet and, and they can still be very loyal. Now, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but you can do it. Golden retrievers are very loyal. Here's the thing about a golden retriever in the temperament style. Okay, this person is the easiest of all temperaments to get along with. Okay, they're the easiest of all temperaments to get along with. Now, you're going to love this if you're a golden retriever. They're closest to being a balanced person. They're the closest to being a balanced person. They don't function in extremes, and they walk solidly down the middle. Now, here's the thing. Lions and otters deal in extremes. Okay, lions want to be bossy and tell everybody what to do. The otter's looking for the party. But while these two are operating in extremes, the golden retriever's walking right down the middle of the road. This person is doing very well. They're not bugged about much of anything. All right, here's the next thing. Let's talk about children. Okay, if you have a child that's delightful to be around, they're happy wherever they're placed, they play well with others or alone, and they can tolerate a flexible schedule, they're probably a golden retriever. Now, if you have a child that's a lion, what are they doing? Well, they're bossing you, right? They're telling you what to do. Hey, Mom, could you pick up the house and cook some supper tonight? Man, you need to get your act together, Mom. Okay, that's the line. Sometimes these kids get in trouble, right? They can get in trouble and get disciplined because mom and dad think they're being disrespectful when in fact they're just a line. And if you have a child that's an otter, well, they're just, they're fun and they want to have a good time and they want to play and they want to do what they want to do. But if you have a child that's the golden retriever, all right, let me read it to you one more time. They are uh, delightful to be around. They're happy wherever you put them, okay? You can... Uh, you can go shopping with this child, and they're okay when you go shopping. You can give them a book or, a, or an iPad or something to play with, uh, and, th and they can be okay. See, when my mom would go to the beauty shop, she'd take me, and we wouldn't be there 10 minutes, and I was getting a whipping. Okay, because I was in trouble doing something. I was messing something up. Okay, that's not the golden retriever. All right, here's the next thing. They play well with others, but they also play well with alone. All right, if you put this child in timeout, they find a fuzzball to play with. And they're perfectly happy to sit. You can put them in their bedroom and they'll be perfectly happy to play by themselves. And they're content and they're okay. You can change their schedule and they're content and they're okay. All right, that's this child. All right, let's talk about mothers, okay? Mothers that are golden retrievers are easygoing. They're pleasant to be around. They produce contented children and they tend to have a quiet and a meek spirit. Now, the Bible talks about having a quiet and meek spirit and that's a godly thing. It's a righteous thing. Okay, the, the mom that's the golden retriever is pretty easygoing. Her home is pretty peaceful, or she wants it to be peaceful. Okay, she wants everybody to get along, and she wants everything to be okay. Right? If your mom's the lion, you know it because she bosses you and tells you what to do and where to go and make your bed and get this done, get that done. Right? Yeah, you're shaking your head, you know, okay? Then if you were lucky enough to have a mother that was an otter, some people are lucky enough to have a father that's one of these. 
okay? <laughs> All right? Yeah, woohoo! Right. If your mother's like this, then she's uh, looking for the party. Okay, now, my mother was more the lion, right? I mean, my mother was very orderly, very, uh, she had everything in order and everything that she did, and if you got in the way, you, you got in trouble. All right, so this mother's easygoing, all right? Now, let me talk to you about just the traits of this personality style. They're calm, they're cool, and they're collected. I'm neither calm, cool, nor collected most of the time. All right, but this person is. How many of you know somebody like this? All right, you know people that are like this. All right, uh, while the otter is screaming, the lion is lashing out, the beaver is sinking low, the golden retriever is riding cool. Yeah, when everybody else is losing their minds, this personality is okay. They're okay, that nothing bothers them, nothing gets to them. When there's problems, when there's an emergency, this is the person you want to call on because they're not losing their minds. Here's the next thing. This person is happily reconciled with life. They're happily reconciled with life. Now, Greg Birkenfeld, who is the lion, he told me and I told you that when he goes out into his yard, all he sees is things that needs, need to be fixed. Okay, that's the lion. See, the golden retriever's not like that. The golden retriever's happily reconciled with life. All right, the otter is the person who's wanting to have a party and wanting to have fun, and this personality is easygoing. All right, here's, here's the next thing about them. They are peacemakers. All right, they love to mediate problems. If you have problems in your family, this person doesn't do well because they want everybody to get along. They want everybody to be happy. How many of you know somebody like that? Okay, yeah, they want everybody to be okay, and, and they want everybody to make up and to forgive and, and just to get along and to be peacemakers. All right, that's this personality style. They don't want people fighting. They don't want there to be strife. They don't want people to have hard times. They want everybody to get along and be happy. Here's the next one. Uh, they're easy, typically easy to get along with. Okay, now, what do we find out about the line? The line personality trait's very easy to get along with as long as you do what they say when they say it. Okay, right, that's their golden rule. Do what I say and do it now. The otter's easy to get along with as long as you're going with them to their party and you're having fun and you do what they want to do, all right? This personality is easy to get along with and you don't always have to do anything to please them. All right, this last, this weekend, uh, Ashley had a party with several of her fl- friends on uh, Friday night and they planned, she planned this party and she worked on it for, I know, a month, Okay, and it was several young couples that got together and they had this party and she worked and she planned and she organized and she worked on it. Well, then she got all of us involved. I got to cook for it. Her mom got to help and be involved. Kurt was involved in helping and we're moving tables the other day. Kurt and I at the office are moving tables and Kurt said, why are we moving these tables, Dad? Is this for work or for Ashley? I said, well, it's for Ashley. He said, we don't work for Ashley. And it's like, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay, Ashley's like a vortex, you know, like an F5 tornado. Everything gets sucked into it, right? And so she's planning and she's organizing. Now, part of that's the beaver that we'll talk about next week. But she, she, she said that she had, after the party was over and everything got cleaned up, I said, hey, how did it go? She said, hey, we had a great time. We had a wonderful time. And it was everything I wanted it to be. And she said, you know what I found out? I enjoyed planning it as much as I did having the party. Okay, see, that's different traits in the personality style. 
She loves planning and she loves organizing. Now, that's the beaver that we'll talk more about next week. But you think about yourself. Do you enjoy going to a party? Do you enjoy being with other people? If you do, you have the otter in you. If you just as soon stay home and boss the universe, then probably you're the lion, okay? If you'll go just to get along and keep everybody happy, then you're the golden retriever. Now, I had somebody ask me after the early service. They said, hey, is there a test for children? And I did see online where there is a personality test. I don't know if it's this one, but there was a test that I saw online for children. But let me just tell you something. If you're a mother or a father or a grandparent, you can look at your children, and you can pretty much tell what personality style they are. You can pretty easily. And if you'll just take a few minutes and think about, is my child bossy? Does my child like to have fun? Is my child a peacemaker? Or is my child always thinking and analyzing? and ordering everything, you can pretty much tell which one they are. Now, why does this matter? Because it helps you get along and it helps you understand each other, okay? All right. Every morning, Vicki and I take a walk. And we go walk in our neighborhood. Some of you are in our neighborhood and you see us. And we walk. And I make her go because lions don't want to walk much. Lions want to rule, But I go into her cave, and I say, let's go walk. Let's go outside and go walk. And she's like, hush, or I'm going to eat you. (laughs) So we go outside, and we go walk. And while we're walking, I'm talking. Hey, what do you think about today? Hey, what are we doing today? Hey, what do you want for lunch? Quit thinking about food all the time. (laughs) You know, lions only eat once every couple of days. Uh, Otters eat six or seven times a day, okay? And so we walk and we talk. We're different personalities. And it really helped us to understand the reason that she thinks the way she does and says the things she does. See, I'm always asking questions. Hey, what do you think? Why do you feel this way? Why do you feel that way? What do you think God thinks? And she's like, and I back up a little bit. And I try to give her the silent treatment for about two seconds, and then I'm back. At night, she says, stop asking questions. I'm tired. Well, drink some coffee. Have some Vivarin. Get up and let's walk. Leave me alone. You would think these two animals' children would be weird, but our kids aren't weird. Oh, here's what I want you to see. See, when her feet hit the floor, she has an agenda, and she's thinking about what she wants to do. When my feet hit the floor, I'm thinking about quality time and hanging out together and laughing and talking and having fun. And it's helped me to understand who she is by understanding her personality style. And it will help you also. Okay? If you have a golden retriever in your life, they're strong, solid people. And they're peacemakers and they're good to have in your life. All right, let me give you another thing about them. They need to be invited in to whatever you're doing. All right, let me explain what I mean. Okay, the golden retriever can be quiet. They have an opinion, but they need to be invited in to share it. If you've ever been at a table eating with people and there's one person in your group that never says a word and everybody laughs and everybody talks and everybody does what they do and this person just sits quietly and they seem content to be quiet and you almost think what's wrong with them. I wonder if they're mad. Now, if you know them, you know they're not mad, but you think what's wrong with that person? I wonder why they don't talk probably because they're the golden retriever. And you see, if they're at a table with me, they can't talk because I'm talking too much. So they think, you know, I'm thinking, I wonder what's wrong with them. I wonder why God didn't give them a personality. 
And you know what they're thinking? I wonder why that otter doesn't shut up for two minutes. That's exactly how it's going, see? And so what I want you to understand is, is they have to be invited in. You have to stop and say, hey, what do you think? Now, that'll shock them at first. But if you stop and say, hey, what do you think about this? Then you give them time to speak. Because, see, if the otter says, hey, what do you think? And you don't answer in two milliseconds, well, that's too long, so I just go back to talking. So you have to be patient with the golden retriever because they do have an opinion. They do want to be asked. They do want to be involved. If you have a child that's extremely quiet. Now, somebody asked me uh, in the early service, what about children that are shy? Okay, I think shyness is not always about a personality style. Kurt, when he was small, was shy, if you can believe it. If you've ever been in Ground Zero, you know Kurt's not shy, right? And he's up on the platform on Sunday. He's not shy. But when he was a small boy, he was pretty shy, and he only wanted his mother to hold him or he wanted me to hold him. He wasn't one of those babies that would go to everybody. He, he was pretty quiet and pretty shy. All right, so it's not so much that that's a personality style. A lot of time, as people get older, you know, we don't attach shyness to adults much. More than that, they're this personality. Then somebody else asked me, well, there should be a fifth animal, and it should be a great white shark. Now, I don't know if they were giving that to their wife. I don't know. I, I, I gave it away, didn't I? Okay. Probably, though, more often than not, that they're a lion. Now, let me show you some simple things that, that the golden retriever needs to do. They need to not be afraid to try new things. Now, that doesn't mean you take them to where there's 31 flavors of ice cream. Because if you do, you'll give them a stroke. Okay, they don't need to have that many choices. But golden retrievers need to learn to be able to make choices. And listen, it takes time and space for them to do that. See, what we do is we get impatient. If you're the lion, you've already decided, and you want everybody to get in line. If you're the otter, you're thinking about the 10 different choices and how you want to do all of it at one time, and you're doing that. You need to give this person some time to think and some, and some time to make some choices, and you have to be patient. Here's the next thing that they need. They need to, sometimes they need to motivate themselves. Now, I'm not saying that this person's lazy. I'm not saying that at all, but what I'm saying is, is uh, the golden retriever needs to learn to motivate themselves. Now, lots of times, golden retrievers are married to lions. I know couples where one is this and one is this. And the lion always motivates the golden retriever. Because if they don't, they have them by the juggler vein. So this one's always telling this one what to do. And this one's a peacemaker. So they pretty much go along. But they need time to be able to make some of their own decisions. Here's the next thing. They need to be able to communicate their feelings. They need to learn to communicate their feelings. See, I wear my feelings on my sleeve. I'm, I'm, I'm always communicating my feelings. I mean, I love being a pastor and getting to share and teach and preach. I've talked about that. When I worship God, I do not have any trouble expressing my emotions to God. I just don't have any trouble. And see, when I didn't know any better, I used to think, well, if I can do that and you can't, then that means I'm spiritual and you're not, and it's not true. Listen very carefully. It's not true. Now, I want you to know that about Tulia Christian Fellowship. There's never a contest going on here in church, particularly during praise and worship. What do you mean? Well, if you don't act a certain way or do a certain thing, then you're not worshiping God. That's not true. That's not our heart here, and I don't want you to ever think that it is. We want to create an environment where you're comfortable however you need to express your love and heart toward God. The way I need to do it is by throwing both hands in the air. I mean, I want to sing loud. I want to throw my hands in the air. And I don't want to be a distraction to anybody. But I don't have any trouble entering in because I have that personality. All right, this personality is quieter. 
So they need to be able to express their feelings because a lot of times they won't. Now think about it. Think about being young and you date and you fall in love and you spend all this time planning a wedding and no time planning a marriage. Let me say that again. You spend all that time planning a wedding and no time planning a marriage. And then you hook up and you're different. You're different. And the person you married is all quiet and reserved and you think, well, I'll change them. Because I'm the otter. But you don't change them. And that's what's so powerful to understand is these personality traits, these character traits you have, they don't change. Let me give you the next one. They need to practice making decisions and they need to be able to learn to say no. Listen, if you're the golden retriever, never let a vacuum cleaner salesman in your house. Right? Because you'll buy the $1,000 one because you don't want to hurt their feelings. And you already have three. Right? Don't let the insurance salesman in your house. Have you ever bought anything because you felt sorry for the person selling it? If you've done that, you have some golden retriever in you because you have a hard time saying no. You're the person that's easiest to ask to stay late for work. You're the person that's easiest to ask to do overtime. You're easy to take advantage of. Okay, you make great volunteers in church because you're easy to take advantage of. Can you stay late? Can you come early? Yes, yes, I can. Why? Because I want you to like me, and I want everything to work, and I want everybody to be okay with me. So you need to learn to be able to say no. Now, here's what I want you to see this morning as we get ready to close. Be sure and get online if you haven't and take the test. I know many of you have. You can get on tcf.church, our website. You can get on our Facebook page. Now, let me tell you this. It says that when you take the test, take it based on how you are at home, not at work. Now, if you want to take it based on work, you can take it again based on how you are at work. But take it based on how you are at home. And you may be strong in one area or you may be across the board. In the test, it says that if you're pretty even across the board, probably your tendency is to be more of a peacemaker and more of a golden retriever. Then think about what your children are. Think about what your friends are. Think about what your boss is. It's really, really helped Vicki and I when we understood this. And I know what motivates her, and she knows what motivates me. Then when we learned our love language, wow. I know her love language is acts of service, and mine's quality time. And it's helped our family, and it's helped our home. So get online. Get on tcf.church. Take it, the simple quizzes on there. How many of you have taken it? A lot of you have, yeah, okay. Were you surprised by what you found out or not at all? No, you weren't. Bill, you were surprised. Well, a big old Arkansas boy like you, I mean, he, yeah, you, 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 you didn't have any of this in you, did you? No, yeah, no, no. You know, he laughs like Santa Claus, so he's got to have some otter in him, amen? Okay, all right, y'all stand up and let's pray.